Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, how's everybody doing out there in crowdfunding land? You guys raising that money? Hmm? Getting your ideas off the ground? Uh, Hopefully everybody has had a great week and a great weekend. Uh, Coming to you Sunday night, um, just kind of winding down, um, putting the kids to bed. uh, My wife's putting the kids to bed, and I I thought I'd just take a minute to just kind of come out and and, uh, get get an early start on my week and and get tomorrow's episode recorded. so coming up on today's episode is I've got a very interesting conversation with um, a, a very successful uh, Kickstarter campaign right now called um, X S Bricks. Yeah, the letter S Brick, and this is um, for the campaign S Brick Plus. Uh, so I know that was probably kind of a mouthful there, but what it is is it's an ability to um, enhance playing with Legos. Um, you, Mark, who I interviewed, um, will be doing a much better job of explaining it. But imagine taking that really cool Lego, um, you know, um, ex- excavator or something that you built and decided that you want it to actually move. Um, well, this is what the S-Brick can do. And very intriguing how they've got um, uh, uh, software uh, going on, hardware going on, and then also a really, really strong community of people supporting this and sharing the codes. Um, and Mark and I, we get into a really, really interesting part of the conversation just about how education fit, uh, is going to fit into their business plan at some point um, and how we can you know, see uh, the future of kids learning how to um, take this tool, build something, uh, and also then learn how to um, do some light coding with the app that they have. So really, really, really cool stuff. And I, I thought it was intriguing because, you know, we've got a couple of clients that, that are dabbling in the hardware software world. And then also that they also need a community going on. Um, and I thought this conversation really, really hit home on, on, on quite a bit. So, so yeah, so that's coming, that conversation, like I said, is coming up later, but, um, I want to just touch on a couple things that's happened here. Um, so the first like little rant I have here uh, today is I can't believe how many Halloween um, uh, events are going on in our town and our my kid's school. I, 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 I mean, we had one Halloween when I grew up, and I know I'm sounding like the old guy here, but, but I swear to God, I think my kid's got five Halloweens. I mean, like, you know, thing, trunk, the trunk or treat for the school. The downtown area has something. And then we have actually Halloween night with, you know, we actually go out and trick-or-treating and then got a preschool thing. And, man, dude, you know, then, then I get on the phone with my grandma, you know, their, their great-grandma, and, and, hey, I think I'm going to buy the kids a whole bunch of candy. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. what are you doing? We, we don't need that. We don't need any candy. We, um, you know... <laughs> we are trying to eliminate sugar. Um, sugar tends to make our children nuts. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I get that everybody wants to do and have all of these, you know, great events and stuff like that. But at some point, man, you know, you know, do you, do we need to have different costumes for each event? You know, that's, that's a conversation. Uh, no, I say no, but daddy doesn't want to be Iron Man every time. You know, maybe he's got to be Superman once or then he's got to be, uh, you know, it's flat out, man, it is exhausting. Speaking of exhausting, I'm, I'm pretty tired tonight. You know, Sundays are a pretty, pretty long day for me. And, and it's even longer because my daughter is just flat out not sleeping. Um, she was up last night for, God, three and a half hours. And it's something that happened to me last night that I'm, I'm not proud of at all. Like, I literally lost my shit. Flat out lost it. And, um, I mean, I screamed at my daughter. You know, this is like 3.30 in the morning. You know, I got to be up at 6 to get, to get to my job here on Sundays. I was so exhausted. You know, my wife and I, we talked, you know, we were actually up, had a nice evening. We actually talked to about 11, 11, 15 or so last night, you know, and my, and my daughter just got up, does not want to sleep in her bed and, and just threw an absolute hissy fit. I mean, exorcist style hissy fit, um, you know, just tears. My wife is 
we were, my wife, you know, started the process of getting up and down with her and just, you know, you got to stay in your bed, you got to stay in your bed. And then eventually I had to go do it. And at some point, all of a sudden we look and it's like 3.30 in the morning. And then that pressure of like, oh my God, I got to get up in like three hours. I'm not even going to sleep. I literally, no sleep, no sleep, you know, um, you know, but yeah, I'm definitely something that, you know, I'm, you know, I texted my wife. I was just, man, I'm so ashamed at how I acted, you know, um, you know, and nothing like just, just that losing of your cool, just, and I very rarely that's that happen where I just, I'm not, you know, conscious of what's going on, but man was last night just absolutely pushed me over the brink. And it's just amazing that that's what a three-year-old can do to you, you know, and, and a lack of sleep. Those two formulas, and I know that some of my listeners out there are parents, and I know what I'm saying right now. You, you guys are hearing it. And if you have a new parent or you're a new parent, it's coming. Trust me. Because, so, you know, so I'm working on a couple hours of sleep and, you know, I had to roll in and, and did the live sound at the church. But, but, um, but man, got a lot going on this week. We've got a lot of Halloween stuff, got a lot, you know, and hopefully I can get a nice, nice, nice long round of sleep here. But, um, Boy, the other nice thing is, you know, I don't know if some of you guys know this out there, but I'm a, I'm a pretty big football fan, you know, a little secret football fan. Love me some Michigan football. Um, boy, I really enjoyed the Ohio State loss, you know. God, that's that's too bad that they had to lose there. Um, I think this might be a nice special season. I'm hoping. I got the fingers crossed because, man, I have not enjoyed Michigan football in the last 10 years, frankly. Because uh, just not not good teams at all, but... Yeah, nice weekend there. And if you're a sports fan or you're, you enjoy the football, really nice stuff going on out there. Um, especially for me, man. I just I love me some Michigan football. And I, you know, what's always important about it for me is is it it's still is that kind of one thing that really ties uh, me and my dad together. You know, it's one of you know tomorrow I'll give him a call. We'll break down the game. Um, you know, talk about you know the wins and losses and and, and who else won and. And I still have some of my best memories are, are watching, you know, the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day games um, for Michigan football, or my I have a Bo Schembechler autographed uh, football that my dad got me from. Um, it was a, uh, I think it was 1989, yeah, 89. The USC um, Michigan played out in the Rose Bowl. I have an autographed game ball, you know, very, you know, something that means a lot to me. And um, and you know, and like I said, I, I it's. I'm excited that this is another good, you know, it's a good season. It seems like, you know, there's going to be some opportunity to be able to go down and watch a game with my dad and just kind of, you know, bond, you know, bond over the kind of the, the only thing that we really have, um, you know, that's in our life to talk about. So um, I look forward to, uh, to that coming up here. I actually took off work. Um, I blocked out my dates for that weekend, the Michigan Ohio State weekend. Not that I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think that's going to be a very, very, very special weekend. So, very excited stuff. So, yeah. So, let me go ahead and kick into my conversation with Mark and I chatting. And uh, I want to let you guys know that the, the beginning of the conversation is a little touch and go. We were, um, Mark and I were struggling with technology. You know, sometimes Skype just is not your friend. And uh, so, but once we got that all figured out, we really did have a great conversation. And I'm, um, I'm excited to actually send this episode to a couple of my teacher friends because I think that there's a, a really, really, um, strong application for, um, for this SBRIC in education. Uh, and I'm excited to actually get a, uh, I'm going to get a demo unit sent to me, Mark said, and, uh, I want to try it out. You know, I want to play with it. I want to figure out the coding and, and, and sit down with my, uh, with my son and, you know, make some of his Legos do more cool things. So, so really, really good conversation. But, but like always, uh, when we get into this part of the podcast, um, again, got to remind you guys, I got a couple of things I need you to do. If you like what you're hearing and you think this is some benefit, uh, make sure you, you, sh- um, share the podcast with a friend, make sure you down, you're uh, a subscriber, you download it through either iTunes. And if you don't like iTunes, we have it on Stitcher or you can just get our, our RSS feed. That was hard to say. Get our RSS feed from uh, from the website and uh, you'll get notified uh, as soon as I put up one of these and, and if you guys notice I put these out on Mondays and Thursdays um, so yeah so that's the first thing that you can do that was really really helpful um, second thing is if you really want to kind of dive deeper in these conversations or if, or if you hear something and you might want to have it explained a little more um, I've got a really really good um, crowdfunding community over on Slack and if you want to join 
all you got to do is sign up and you get access to myself and also the other two founders, Paul and Sean, um, basically 24 seven, you got a question, just shoot it, shoot it to us. And we'll, you know, we'll try to give you an answer or point you in the right direction. Uh, how you join our community, you just go to the woodshed agency website and that's just woodshed.agency. And if you look at the top right corner, it says join our community and you click on it and that's it. You put your email in, you sign up. Um, we got, so really strong community over there and a lot of really good conversations going on. Um, also in there, I also break down tools a lot too. So um, I just found, uh, stumbled upon a new PR tool um, that I'm messing with for the next probably few weeks or so. Um, and I'm going to be working on that too. Third thing, um, you know, make sure you check out the blog. You know, be a subscriber there if you've got something that you might want to see us write about or maybe deep, again, deep dive into. You got the blog section. You know, actually I got a fourth thing. We actually have a live campaign going on for a client right now. So um, if you're an entrepreneur or if you're into board games or you know, and those worlds cross for you, um, we've got a client called Upstart. So if you go to Google um, Google or Kickstart or whatever and you just upstart the board game, um, you can check that out. Um, funding's going pretty well. You know, we'd like, always like to see it, uh, you know, more. But a um, lot of activity, a um, lot of conversations around it. And it's a pretty intriguing, um, pretty intriguing board game, frankly. Um, so, so check that out as well. So, all right. I think that's enough of me ranting. Let me go ahead and kick into my conversation with, with Mark uh, from Esprick. And, uh, and we're going to break down uh, his campaign. Hello. Hello. Fantastic. How are you? Well, we've made the world connect through Skype. I know. It's, it's basically because I think, I think my laptop is crap, or in fact, I know my laptop is crap. Okay. So uh, Skype doesn't work on my laptop, but it works on my phone. I don't know why. It's yeah. the wonder of Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm trying a new tool. I got, I got advised by a bunch of podcast people like, you got to try this tool. It's so great. And it's still in beta. So I was like, I'll try it tonight. Well, that didn't really work out that well. So, uh, yeah. Before we start, I've got to ask, do you really have a Tash like your avatar? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, yeah, just go to Facebook. You can see, uh, yeah, I'm a cowboy. Super impressive. <laughs> awesome. You. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I just want to let you know because we didn't, you know, we were chatting on the other platform, but I, I, I like to start recording. I love to just kind of jump into the conversations and just let it ride and see what happens. So uh, Okay, perfect. Rock cool. On. Cool. So... So I always like starting off these kind of conversations with you telling my listeners what your product is yep. and, and uh, what you're crowdfunding for. Okay, fantastic. Okay. Yeah, so what is it? What do you got? What do you got going on? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so what do you got going on? Okay, so what we have, what we have is the Esprit Plus. And uh, the Esprit Plus is a small brick that slots into Lego models and allows you to control them remotely. Like Lego, uh, Legos, it's an IoT right? device. Real quick, Lego, Lego like yes, actual so Lego. Yeah, Lego, Lego, actual Lego. So, yeah. so, so, if you if you you go to our website or you look online on YouTube and you type in Esprit, you'll see lots of videos, all put up not by us but by our users who, who've uh, created something amazing in Lego and then they use um, the Esprit Plus or actually the, the original Esprit to control it. But the Esprit Plus that we're out on Kickstarter with at the moment, it's an IoT device that works through Wi-Fi and Bluetooth communication. Um, but more than that, it actually accepts sensors. So it takes sensors from the Lego We Do One, one range, which there are two sensors available. There's a proximity sensor and there's a tilt sensor. And uh, it, it'll accept the inputs from these sensors and allows you to, to create a model that actually runs on its own. It's a robot. It's a, it's a true robotic device. Um, with our campaign, uh, we're aiming at three three different users, three different uh, segments. Let's say there's the the, the, the really hardcore Lego gamer, uh, the adult fans of Lego, as they like to be called, the affolds, um, who basically want to build something super extreme, super hardcore. And uh, for that, the the little ecosystem that we have with the with the S brick. Uh, so you've got the S brick plus the little brick that actually can connect to the motors and to sensors or to, to LEDs. Um, it, it communicates with your phone or your tablet or your Chromebook or your PC. It communicates with everything by Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi. 
But uh, the application that we have that, run, that runs, it runs this on the, on the phones and on these smart devices, it can control multiple um, SBRIC pluses or SBRICs at the same time. So you can control actually up to 16 at the same time. So if you can imagine that you have lots of different bricks in the same model and each one is doing something different, you can set up sequences within our application, no coding required, so that uh, let's say it comes, uh, you drive a car and it gets close to a wall, it'll uh, stick the car in reverse, it'll indicate left, uh, it, it'll raise a back door, it'll, it'll make an, it, you, 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 can, uh, you can do all sorts of things. Or in fact, let's say if the car, just as an example, gets close to a wall, uh, you can trigger another S-brick in another room or in another city or in another country to do something, to do something different. Wow. So um, for gamers, for gamers, this will allow them to build something that's actually that, that's unavailable at the moment. So they, 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 there's no they, there's no way of doing that at the moment. So the Esprit Plus is totally brand new. But another segment that we're that we're targeting, or that we've always wanted to go towards, is education, specifically parents. I know education is a bit of a sort of a boring word occasionally mm -hmm. because there's always the problem of of how do you make uh, teaching fun? It's you know you want to make it fun, but you also want to make it effective. Um, so what, what we've done is we've worked with award-winning teachers. They, they have some Google Prizes, and we also worked with the University of Cambridge in, in the, the UK um, uh, to create some lessons. So these lessons, they comprise everything. So you, you, imagine that you have a box of Lego, you, you get an Esprit Plus, and you, take, you get one of our, download one of our lessons. And the lesson will, will let your child build a model. And while the child is building a model, you can uh, just read the text and, and you'll, you can tell your child something very, very interesting that's either to do with mechanical engineering or to do with programming. And once the model is complete, then you move into actually programming it. Hmm. And this is, uh, this is where the Esprit Plus also is actually brand new because unlike the Lego, Lego uh, bricks available that, that, that do this sort of thing, um, it's it, the language you use is up to you. So we've we've tried to be as open. We, we live in this sort of open source world, or we like to pretend as though we live in an open source world. But most products really aren't. Uh, they're a little bit limited. Ours is not. So uh, I don't know how much you know about programming languages, but uh, there, there's a language called Scratch. It's uh, effectively a drag and drop language developed by uh, people in MIT. Hmm. It's completely free to use. Has 300 million users around the world. It's totally drag and drop, so it's absolutely aimed at children just getting into programming. Well, but let's awesome. say, yeah, what? Well, let's say you want to use Apple Swift Playgrounds. This is a, the, the the new sort of teaching language that they just just released, uh, maybe a month ago. I think Apple released it. Mm -hmm. Swift, of course, is the language upon which all um, you know iPhone apps are based. Uh, that's also sort of a semi sort of drag and drop drop language, not really. Well, the Esprit Plus works with Apple, so. Uh, Esprit Plus is a very exciting product because it, it, it connects the world's biggest tech company with the world's biggest toy company in right. Apple, Lego. But it also connects Google, uh, Google Education. It also con connects Microsoft Makerspaces. Um, and it also works with languages like JavaScript or C++ or Python. Mm -hmm. So um, um, when we were actually uh, looking, looking into education and to actually see how uh, how we could actually solve a problem. We went to uh, ISTE in Denver. ISTE is a big science and technology uh, uh, conference for teachers. It's absolutely just towards it. So you can imagine it's in Denver, there's 15,000 teachers and educators walking around trying to find, trying to find something. And uh, there we spoke to, I want to say conservatively, maybe 400 different teachers. And uh, we got a unifying message back uh, in that they're looking for something, some tool to add to their classroom, which is both future-proof Mm -hmm. Because they don't keep on spending lots of money every every semester. I mean, their money is money is short with everyone. Right. But the other thing they wanted they wanted something that provided you know, this is a, a direct for a direct uh, quote a continuity in in the classroom, meaning that they can start using using something with basic languages and then move on up, and not and not have to change out their kit. And the Esprit Plus absolutely fits fits that niche. It's designed for that. So. You can you can introduce it into your classroom. You can start teaching. You know, on, in, at nine o'clock in the morning, you can teach people in eighth grade, and uh, in the afternoon, you can teach high school students who are doing actually something quite hardcore. Well, um, it, it really sounds to me like out of those three sort of buckets you, you just kind of described, that this one just seems like the potential is through the roof for scale. 
I mean, for scale, the, the potential is through the roof. Also, I mean, I, I don't know how much you know about the value of the education technology market, oh, but I, the global value this year is something like forty-three billion dollars. Right. Uh, uh, in America, it's twelve. Twelve billion dollars. America yeah. makes up by far the most because, yep. of course, America is the most most advanced in every, every way. But yes, I mean, it's a, there is a. I think there's a huge, huge potential for this. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure how many teachers will be coming to Kickstarter or schools. I, I think yeah. they don't want don't to take a risk. Let's right, say. Right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it is absolutely designed for them, and we've already passed our one. 100% total, so so our goal, so so we're already funded and we're already ready to go. I mean, we're not, uh, yeah. There's no, this isn't going. This is not a vaporware company. This is our actually our second Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So so yeah. what what was the first one for? Was it just to get the product off the off the ground? The the first Esprit. Yeah. The first one was to absolutely pay for our first uh, first production run. Um, we needed we needed to have actually a, a large amount of money in our pockets in order to be able to uh, approach a, a company, a factory here in Europe, to actually manufacture them. Even though we source our parts from everywhere, we actually put it together here in Hungary. We're based in Budapest in, in, in Hungary. Um, it would have been cheaper probably to go uh, to China or to India, but we have um, we know quite a few people in the startup startup business uh, in technology here in Hungary and around Europe, and and unfortunately from China the 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 news we get, get back is that it, it's a very dangerous market to go into. Mm -hmm. uh, the the level of protection you have on your on your hardware is is limited. Sure. Um, I, I mean I, we were we were at CES, uh, the big the big trade show in Las Vegas uh, in January. And it was hilarious because uh, beside us there was a I don't know some California company selling a skateboard, but not a skateboard. It has just one big wheel in the middle. Um, anyway, it's like a skateboard, but not really a self-balancing sort of sort of thing. Sure. And right this right beside them, I kid you not, five meters away was a Chinese knockoff oh. of ex of exactly the same thing. In fact, they got arrested. Really? They got, they got, yeah, they got arrested. It was hilarious. They were taken down. It was, it was brilliant. But uh, but wow. still, um, so that's just one one sort of example of, of, of you know, not every Chinese factory, of course, is like this. But the the, the risk for us is too great. We're a, we're a very small company, so so we we didn't want we want to make sure that we kept our technology as close to us as sure, possible. Of course. So, so how do you how do you work with like a licensing with Lego and, 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 you know, you've mentioned Google and Apple and all this stuff. And I think that's probably different because it's in the coding world, but how do you like, do you have some sort of weird partnership with Lego or how does that work? No, no, we have, we have no partnership with Lego whatsoever. We do love Lego as, mm -hmm. as we say on a Kickstarter site. Um, we, there is no licensing requirement needed for we do one, which is, which is the original census that they worked with. And for the original Esbrick, um, as long as we don't use, I mean, there's nothing else in, in, in the Esprit. Uh, I mean, it, there's nothing else you need apart from the Esprit to get your Lego things moving. So right. we don't actually, we don't actually create everything we create is, is our own and we don't break any sort of copyright or anything else. We also have a, a, a patent pending on our technology that, that actually that's involved in the communication. So, so it's not simply, we didn't just simply make something, make something happen with the existing technology. We actually, uh, developed something of our own. That's awesome. So, that's really great. So, how old is the company? Because you said, it's, I mean, you've said it's kind of it's, it's smaller, but how how long have you guys have, how long have you been working on this? Okay, so on the S the Esprit came about probably in 2013 is when we were when we were thinking of trying starting to do something in house. So, I, I don't know whether you've heard of companies like Prezi or perhaps UStream, um, but uh, these 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 were both Hungarian startup companies mm -hmm. and. And they came to us because they needed help in scaling, scaling. Gotcha. So to going up, going from having fifteen thousand users to having fifteen million users, let's say. Mm -hmm. And uh, before the Esbrick, uh, our bread and butter income was from cloud services, was from performance tuning, was from was from helping companies scale. Gotcha. So in about twenty thirteen, when we were helping these companies scale, uh, actually reach market and realized perhaps there there would there, there's an idea that we could do ourselves. And then the first idea we came up with was, was going to be for a, uh, what's it called, a personal, how should I say this, a security device you wear around your neck as sort of jewelry, a sort of wearable, hmm. and uh, it's a distress beacon. So if there's a problem, you'd hold down two buttons or do some sort of some, some sort of thing, and everyone, the police would be notified, your friends, Facebook, whatever, everything right. would, would freak out, and someone would come and help you. And then we were trying to implement this technology, 
Um, we realized that uh, actually getting the product to market, we'd have to deal with so many security companies around the world for there to be, it was just, it was too, it was too big of a, a bite to chew. Right. Uh, and, and then our boss, uh, the our CEO, Leonard Pastor, which means shepherd, uh, Leonard Shepherd, he went to um, he went home for Christmas. And I don't know how your Christmases are, but for me, Christmases are generally sort of you spend, you know, two, three, four hours with your family and then it gets really dull. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it was the same for him. <laughs> that's what you got. Exactly. Yeah. So, so he decided, decided to go upstairs and look for something in the attic just for something to do. And he came across a, an old Lego, Lego model of a little crane, something from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he's one of those people that actually he has an old box of Lego and it has all the bits in it. So that's really scary. But anyway, so he, he came, came, came down from the attic and he put, to, put it together. And then when he finished building this model, it just sat there in front of him. And he thought, well, this is, this is great, but this is a little bit 1975. I wanted to move and I wanted to control it. And then the light went on in his head that we could probably adapt the technology we thought of for the distress beacon, which is where the IP comes from, for the Esprit. And, and that's how it was. He came into the office in January, and I think within about eight days, nine days, we had a, a really rough-looking prototype. But it worked. But it worked. So, so. Well, I, I can tell you, so this happened on my end uh, before this interview. Is my uh, I have a five-year-old son, and I have a daughter, too. But my son is, we just, you know, Legos are just really starting to come in our life. And uh, cool. when I showed him this, he now wants all of his stuff to move because... Yes. Like, like, like oh, it was like that tough simple. Break, it was just tough like break. I want, I want mine <laughs> to move, Dad. It's like, well, let me go. Have, I, I have to go make, make a phone call later. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about it, and and we'll go from there. But but now I think he's disappointed in the stuff we built because that he wants the crane. You know, he wants to. Or the, yes, you know, I know which the, one you mean. He wants that. He mean. wants the thing to move, and I'm like. Well, we're, we'll get there, buddy. We'll get, we'll get there. So, so but, but I'll tell you, I wonder if this is something that you might have actually deal with is it seems overwhelming at first to somebody like me. And I'm a tech guy. Do you get that typical vibe from parents, I guess, in this world where it's just like, whoa, I, I don't really get this. Even though I, I get it, it just seems complicated. Do you, is that the yes. overall vibe kind of? Well, we, we haven't we haven't had it yet because our you know our, our users so far have been people who have been you know really into Lego let's say right, and really right. into sort of doing doing stuff and we've made we've tried to make it make the interface and everything as as simple as possible. So I mean, if you don't use any of the hardcore functions, any of the programming sequences, then uh, setting and setting up a, a remote control on your phone or your tablet or your computer is is pretty simple. So. We have a, a profile designer. It's an online free service. You can design your user interface to be any way, any way, look any way you want. And then you just download it to your device and, and off you go. So in that sense, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, when it comes to this campaign with Esprit Plus and education, um, yes, uh, I, I, think, I think, of course, there's a certain amount of wariness from parents who probably have heard too many times that you know, this is the product you need that will really help your children learn. Right. You know, and I, 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 I hate to sort of, you know, uh, cry wolf, but this is the product you need to, if you want to, you want your, want your, want your children to learn. So, um, we live in a very, we live in a very sort of a tech heavy society. And the wonderful thing about working, building with Lego and then programming in a language is that you're not just in front of a computer screen. Yep. So, so a child has the, has the fun of creating something. It doesn't have to be the model, the, 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 the box, you know, it tells you to build. You can build anything with the pieces that you get. Mm-hmm. You can build anything that you want. Um, you can add one of our little bricks and then you can program it to do just about anything else you want. So, um, it allows, allows children to be far, far, far more creative. Yeah. That, um, that's the, with, big, with the ed- I was going to say, that's the biggest thing yeah, I took on, from it. On. I was going to say, that's the biggest thing I took from it was. You know, he. I can tell you right now, my son's inside on an iPad right now doing some Minecraft because that's what he likes to do before bed. And this would be an opportunity to just merge these worlds of creativity, yet learning a skill set. You know, absolutely. I think absolutely. that's huge. Yep. Yeah, um. Uh, you know, coding. Coding is one of those things that, um, you know, whether we like it or not, coding is going to be part of our everyday everyday yep. life. Maybe, maybe at some point it'll be really really simple, but you know, it would be good to. Uh, rather than just getting sort of a, a you know what's called a fast food at McDonald's, you'd like to be able to cook at home. 
Right. And uh, coding is the same sort of thing. Yeah, you can download a program and you can do something, but the level of satisfaction you get from understanding how the nuts and bolts go, to go, go together to create something that you actually have in your mind is far more satisfying and, honestly, in the next few years, far more employable. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, 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 think, I think coding, I, I think if we just look, look, look at Europe as an, uh, as an example. So throughout the European Union, whether it's the UK or whether it's Germany or Spain or Italy, there aren't enough programmers for the amount of jobs that there are. It's mm -hmm. the sort of the one industry in which there isn't mass unemployment yep. is coding. And, and of course, uh, you, you were someone who, someone, someone who knows about this. Yeah, I mean, coding is, is a huge umbrella. I mean, it's a huge umbrella. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't simply mean uh, being in front of a computer screen and tapping out code. Uh, there's lots and lots of other different levels involved, lots of other possible, um, possible things you can do with it. Um, so, uh, and like with any language coding, the earlier you start, the more natural it becomes. Yeah. So, you that, know, they will say, say, I envision it that it's going to be just second nature for my kids. Like they'll just, it'll just be Absolutely. second nature. Absolutely, that's the hope. Of course, know? yes, quite right. I mean, I mean, the the, the lessons that we we created. So we created we created uh, three lessons in the different languages. We have more coming, but we wanted to start off with three in Scratch and three in Apple Swift and three in JavaScript. Mm -hmm. um, they teach they teach basic 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 fundamentals, but for us it was very important to 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 ensure that they're actually fun. But actually effective. So uh, for the, uh, uh, I know it's very hard to persuade parents to to, to buy products. Uh, that's why we approached Cambridge University. Cambridge University is one of the top universities in the world. Mm -hmm. It's in the top three always. We went to the the math department, the computer science department, and we're the only company so far in the last twenty years to have received a stamp of approval from them that's for awesome. our lessons. So, so uh, the lessons were designed by, by uh, teachers uh, who won awards from Google who teach children aged 7 through 12. And the lessons were then improved by professors who teach students aged 18 to 45, let's say. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, as you said, sort of, uh, you know, children will be learning this uh, at, at a very early age. Uh, our lessons were tested here in classrooms with 7-year-olds. So and seven-year-olds uh, got into it very easily. Even even those children who weren't who hadn't um, done any coding before. That's, you know, so. it's funny. I, I have a really good friend of mine who's a, a teacher in middle school, and we were we were having some beers and talking about that. He's frustrated that um, that we've stopped teaching sort of core fundamentals in classrooms, handwriting, you know, uh, cursive, yep. you know, just these sort of. You know, spe a lot spelling because half the stuff's going to have spelling. Uh, yeah, great. You know, it's just going to the computer's just going to check it. You spell know? check. Spell check. Yes, right. Exactly. So, yeah. so in our conversation, you know, he was like, "But well, what's going to start replacing this stuff?" And some of the other teachers that in his network and somebody that he was talking to is, you know, they're just saying we don't have time to teach that. We have to start teaching actual new things that will actually be in the world twenty years from now. So this is where I'm like, God, I have teacher, I have parent teacher conferences tomorrow night. Like literally, I have them tomorrow night, nice. and I'm just gonna sit there and I'm gonna be like, Well, when can my son start learning this in second grade, first grade? Like, why is he not building something instead? You know, with his app and his Legos. Yeah. You know, why why can't he? You know, problem solve with this. Yeah, I I, I think um, I think the education system in the United States is similar to the education systems around around Europe in that they started off with a model that worked really well in 1900, yep. and and uh, they haven't yet realized quickly enough that uh, much of the material that, that we're teaching children is not so useful. Yeah, and it was it was useful to to create a better better person and a better human being in 1905. Um, it's less useful today, and we've, we're having difficulty in, in changing the syllabus quickly enough to change the actual requirements of what you need to do. I, I don't know how your school was. I, I went to a reasonably good school in, in England. Um, I can honestly tell you that I think probably half of the stuff I learned was total crap. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, not crap, way. but just just useless, just useless, just a waste of my time. Yeah. I, I think you know it was fun to learn, and it was a fun story, and maybe it was good, but but was it useful? I'm I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't even say the joy's out. I, I would say no, probably. So, so I, I think it, it's now it lies probably more with with parents to uh, start the change. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the system won't change before parents actually, like like yourself, say, "Well, I would like my child to learn this 
because I feel this is more useful. And I think if there are 50 of you in your school who say this, chances are they will do that because, you know, uh, it makes sense. So what are you seeing from the last campaign? And I guess a little bit of this campaign because you still got 20 days to go and stuff. But but where are your backers? Are they from the United States or is it actually more Europe? And just, you know, yeah, now it's now with, with, with the first campaign, my, most of our backers were in the United States. Mm. With this, so far, most of them seem to have been uh, from Europe. We have quite a few in, in the US, but out of the 550 or how many backers we have so far, I would say at least 60% are from Europe, maybe wow. 30% are from the States, and then the rest are from, uh, you know, Korea, Japan. Uh, Russia, Poland, uh, not Poland, Russia, and uh, we have two in Egypt, maybe. So, so, so well, let's flip, yeah, let's so, flip a little um, bit into yeah, the, cool. the actual campaign. Um, so, yep. you had a goal of fifty thousand. How did you come up with that number? Um, yeah, that's a good one. Basically, we wanted a, a, a target we would hit quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very confident that we'd, we'd well, we we're confident we'll get at least uh, at least double what we have now. Um, but we wanted to we wanted to uh, have a figure so so that we get to 100% reasonably fast. People are much more confident, we believe, in backing campaigns which have already reached their goal. Um, so we noticed that in our in our last campaign. So in our first campaign, that that once we reached our goal, there was sort of uh, another burst burst of energy, let's say, of of, of people putting money in. Um, and this campaign is sort of different because because. Whereas the first one was uh, was effectively to pay for our entire production run, this one is sort of that, but our our, our product is almost entirely complete. Whereas mm. with, the, with with the first with, with the first run, our product wasn't really 100% complete when we were on Kickstarter. It was only complete maybe two months later. But now we're uh, I know we, we our, our prototypes are working. They've already been sent out to test as some some really really cool uh, Lego builders around the world. Cro- Killers. I don't know who you heard of. He was on a TV show in America called Counts Customs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A... yeah. Counts Customs. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Counts Customs. So, so he was a, he was a very, very cool uh, Lego man called uh, called Crocolas, uh, aka Paul. <laughs> um, but uh, he um, he took a Lego model set in there and uh, he built us. Uh, we we're, we've been in contact with him for years. He's a really nice guy, and uh, he put the Esprit Plus through its paces and really liked what he what he saw. So, so it's yeah. Really I awesome. mean. Uh, um, so the, the the figure, the way we came up with it, I don't want to say we grabbed it out of the air because that's that's not accurate, but uh, we wanted something that wasn't wasn't zero or five dollars, right. uh, but but not as much as before. Gotcha. And and in in this sort of campaign, did you what was your strategy leading up to it? I, I mean, you you obviously had the first one that was successful, so you clearly had a base. But how did you approach this one to make sure that you hit that goal as fast as possible? Yeah. So um. So with our first campaign, we reached a uh, thousand two hundred and eighty backers. Um, so that was that. Was, they they backed a product that you know from a company they'd never heard of, a product they'd never seen. So they they took a risk, let's say, or not really a risk, but they but they took a risk. Uh, in the intervening two years, we've sold more than twenty thousand more S bricks. So um, you know, we feel we felt pretty good because uh, we managed to grow sort of organically. I mean, we're a, we're a small company. We have effectively no money for marketing. So marketing is one of those horrible black holes in business where, you know, you could, you can spend $1 or a million dollars and $5 million, you know, it makes it, there's no limit to how much you could, you, you can market. So, uh, we started off by telling our, our existing, uh, base of users, uh, our existing Esbrick users, uh, people who are on our social platform, we have a social platform dedicated to Esbrick. Um, about it because we wanted to make sure that it would hit uh, as soon as possible. But when we launched, which was on a Saturday morning European time, so you know a bad time uh, with American market, mm-hmm. I think we had our first five bidders within eight minutes, mm. which I don't under, I don't even understand how that's possible, really, because I think they must have just been flipping through. But but still, so um, we got off to a quite a good start. That's, that's cool. So did you end up working with an agency at any level or was it strictly just you guys knew what to do, build this, you know, build up the, the, the page? Because the page looks great. I mean, everything, it just looks like such a pro campaign. Was that just, again? Yeah, that's, that's all, that's, that is, that is all us. That's, that's all, uh, Lena, myself. Um, we have a, a very, very talented marketing guy called Tomasz Mishik. 
And then we have a fantastic salesperson as well who's, who's with, with our product development team as well called Zoltan. He's the actual person in, in picture <laughs> with his daughter. So uh, it was, the face, uh, I'd say, the, the, face four, of the, the four of the Exactly. He's the face of the campaign. So it was, it was the four of us. <laughs> Um, uh, working on and off and just bouncing ideas off each other. And uh, I think just putting the page together took at least a month mm-hmm. uh, because we, 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 we'd create a sort of a – we'd create a page, then we'd go look through it and go like, oh, no, this is missing, that's missing, that's yeah. missing, too much detail, not nothing, too much BS, um, less, you know, whatever. So, you know, let's cut the – separate the wheat and the chaff. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to the point. Um, so, no, it was all in-house, no, no team whatsoever. So everything you see from the S-Brick is, is entirely a bootstrap. There's nothing, awesome. there's nothing outsourced. That's really cool. Um, you know, how, you kind of just mentioned a second ago, I think just kind of quickly, that you've actually built a nice community. Uh, was it through Facebook, correct? No, 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 no. Or, no. We, that was, that was, a, that was a, uh, when we first started Esprit, we, we launched a, a social.esprit.com. Ah, it's gotcha. A, so if you, if, you, if you have your Esprit or Esprit Plus, uh, then if you, you log in because it's completely free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can interact with people. You can get tips from them. We have a, a, at least ten thousand people who post every week, so it's 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 a very vibrant community, very vibrant yeah. uh, sort of small niche community. But that's something that we, we we launched at the beginning. We wanted to have everything together, and uh, um, Leonard, our, our CEO, um, he started. Well, not started, but one of the companies he worked for before he founded founded the Esprit company was uh, Eviv, which you probably have never heard of. But it was the pre-Facebook Facebook, and that, this is this is of course I'll, I'll give you a little bit of Hungarian propaganda here. But but uh, before Facebook existed, Iviv existed, and it, this was effectively the same thing, but only in Hungary. And uh, at one point, it was something like seventy-five or eighty percent of all net traffic in Hungary was was this social site. Wow! And then, uh, unfortunately, they, they they decided instead of just rolling it out around the world for free, just nonstop, they they thought it would be a good idea to license it per country and that's when it sort of yeah. it petered out facebook facebook came along like six months later and, wow. and that was it so wow so no no the social thing the, the social thing was very very important for us um you know we live in a social world social yep. media is very important um but we didn't just want to be um we wanted to keep this community close to us uh, because they don't just communicate with each other they also communicate with us so especially when we were having having difficulties with android uh, with our app, uh, at the beginning, they were our, our users were unbelievably helpful. Mm. So literally telling us what was going wrong, how it was going wrong, please fix this, do that. It was, uh, you know, they 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 saved us uh, six months, eight months, a year of development time e- e- easily. Well, that, easily. That's, so. that's what's in my head is is the I, I'm fascinated right now because building a community usually is one you know, that could be an entire career path right there. Just building what you, you know, that bubble, building the hardware bubble, uh, and then also building the software bubble. Like for you guys as a small team over the last, what, two to three years. I mean, that's, those are three major accomplishments going on to keep all of those spinning. And and I I say that because man, you know, my crowdfunding community, I lose some track. I lose track of that sometimes. And then, Oh, I got to go over here and, you know, make sure, uh, make sure I'm actually doing client work. And then, you know, just those plates, but you guys are doing unbelievable work here to to, just to, to, and I imagine that the community, I mean, you know, I'm not a part of it, obviously, but I'm imagining that it's where people are sharing their creations and, you know, it's exactly. You know, I just they share creations. The they share. The they share tips and tricks, and they share everything. It's great. Yeah, it's I great. bet it's got to be just fascinating. It's, it's and, great. And, and and what a resource! And and so smart on you guys to create that as you were going, or you know, a little bit before whatever it is to to get that feedback. You know, it's almost you know you almost kind of do what I, uh, some clients I see do on, on Kickstarter is to let the backers be a part of it. You know, let them you know, suggest a color or whatever it is, but you have that. Community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because without, without that, we wouldn't be here. Right. So, so, so it's, uh, you know, we're incredibly grateful to all the people who have, uh, backed Esprit, who bought an Esprit or bought more or bought or have bought the, an Esprit plus because again, without them, they wouldn't be here, be here. So they, they were kind enough and confident enough in us to believe in our dream before they could actually hold it in their hands. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a big deal. Actually, actually, when you talk about these three things, um, the final uh, final part of our, our Kickstarter campa- cam- cam- campaign, which is sort of hidden away, 
um, it's sort of like a little little uh, it's called a fishing fishing hook, <laughs> is uh, is our IoT solution because uh, as we worked with lots of startups, we you know the Esprit Plus and the Esprit are applications of the technology we've created. So it's a very cool application, the the you know Lego education, but it is still just an application of, of what we have. So we're always on the lookout for companies. If you have a product and you don't have a way of controlling it and you don't have a, a, a way of creating a user interface for it and you don't have a social network for that product, we can do all of those things for you. So we can do all of that and save you a lot of development, development time and a lot of development costs. Um, uh, I'm really glad it, you mentioned this, that. You are going to be getting contacted by one of my clients who's making a, uh, a trigger product for drummers. That is, cool. that is, I wouldn't say struggling, but just, you know, trying to wrap their head around software, hardware, community, you know. You know. I understand. I understand. Yeah. If, 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 if there's anyone out there that, 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 that's listening that needs, uh, need, need, needs our help, we, we are set up and ready to go with this. This, uh, our, our technology can be applied to almost everything. So whether it's industry or whether it's agriculture or whether it's the gaming industry mm -hmm. uh, or whether it's just an individual little tiny product, it can, it fits. Yeah. As long as we can get, get your product to communicate with our product, everything else we can do. And there's no need to, uh, there's no need to pay to reinvent the wheel. Right. Um, none. So, you, I mean, you can even check out, you know, the way we built our wheel and if it suits you, then, uh, you know, we'll give you one. That's very, <laughs> so. that's very cool. Uh, uh, so you're 20 days to go. You've, you know, you've already hit your goal yeah. plus some, what is the temperature like, uh, I guess around the office, <laughs> you know, you know, what, what's it, what's it like right now? Yeah, we're sort of we're sort of uh, quite happy. I want to say uh, we were we still would like it to to be pushed more, which is why I'm I'm very glad you you, you invited me on because any chance we have to talk about about the Esprit Plus uh, always helps us. Um, uh, we'd like to get the news out more about it because we feel as though it it's more exciting than perhaps uh, I make it sound today. <laughs> um, uh, but we also know that the, the, the education market is a very, very tough one to crack. Um, getting into schools is absolutely non-trivial. Uh, persuading parents that, no, this really will be something good that you can learn with is, is, is also very difficult. But the entry, the, the, price, the price point for this and what it gives you, um, it, it's a very, very attractive. The other, we've seen um, other competitors on the market that do sort of teaching toys and this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And ours is way, way, way more hardcore. So way more hardcore, very easy to use and way more hardcore. So do you guys, I guess then on, on the strategy side, do you guys have anything sort of planned that you're going to roll out over the next 20 days to kind of get that, that, you know, maybe that boost right now or, you know, anything kind of yeah, so you guys are coming up with? Well, when we passed our little, uh, our, our initial goal, then uh, we had something uh, sort of, a, a, a new, we unlocked a new pledge. So we had a, there's a, beside the Lego, we do one census, which is what the Esprit Plus supports. Now we're going to, or we are offering an adapter which will allow you to um, what's called, use all of the, the, the sensors from the uh, EV3 range of sensors. This is another another range of sensors, but there are many, many, many more of these. So um, we have actually quite a few quite a few people write to us saying, "Well, it's sort of cool that you use we do, but I want to use these NXT or these EV3 sensors. How about you make that happen?" And uh, because of the way the funding worked out, we can actually produce them as well. So that's one thing that we we have maybe another couple of surprises coming coming later, but. But nothing is nothing as big as the, the adapted before. Right. Well, cool. Well, Mark, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I think I think it's late for you <laughs> where you are right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quarter to two in the morning. Quarter to two in the morning. You're fighting through getting this podcast interview. It's in. great. I, I, I appreciate it. But I will let you go back to sleep, uh, <laughs> you know, um, awesome. or to sleep in general. And uh, Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks so much, Mark. Great product. I, I love it, man. Thank you. Some say love is just a waste of time.
Some say it is blind It's all in your 